0: This is a popul- popular podcast. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. My name is Greg, and this is the 17th installment in our 21-part series, covering all the 21 new cardinals announced by Pope Francis during his Sunday Angelus on July 9th. The consistory will take place on Saturday, September 30th. Américo Manuel Alves Aguiar was born on December 12th, 1973, in Lesa de Balio, just north of the historic city of Porto, in the north region of Portugal. Two quick things. First, on the name. The Alves part is considered part of the last name when I see him on lists of bishops, so I've capitalized it in the show title to emphasize that, in case anyone wants to know more and gets hung up looking for a Bishop Aguiar in the list. Check under Alves Aguiar first. But in daily use, it seems most folks just call him Américo Aguiar. Second, when I call Port a historic city, consider this. It's reasonably likely that the country itself, Portugal, was named after this city, specifically after its old name, Portus Calais or warm port. The warmth being a final gift of the Gulf Stream, I believe. I'm putting a bit of extra emphasis on Porto, because we're going to be hearing a lot about it in Americo's early career. His official bio jumps from his birth to his seminary days, which might give one the impression that he did not serve a stint in local government while affiliated with the Socialist Party of Portugal in his younger days. However, that assumption would be incorrect. One source says he was mayor, which I have to think would be a stretch for a 21-year-old as he was at the time, another described him as a municipal councillor, which seems more likely, and it's probably, to an extent, a translation issue. Of course, part of the overall translation issue is understanding politics in one context versus another. The Socialist Party of Portugal is not some fringe group. It's actually Portugal's ruling party. If you thought I was going on a major tangent when China came up, Suffice to say, we could talk about the range of politics acceptable and not acceptable in the Catholic Church for months on end. In a nutshell, the Church has always condemned atheist and materialist views, including Marxist communism. And the condemnation has generally been mutual. Think of Marx's opiate of the masses line. There are nuances, though. Materialism is almost foundational to communism, for example. But the word "almost" is important there, as it would be hard to describe the economic system of the earliest church, as outlined in the Book of Acts, as anything other than a sort of apostolic communism. Quote, and all that believed were together, and all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted to all men, as every man had need. End quote. That said, atheistic communism, ninety-nine percent of what is meant by the word has been roundly and consistently condemned by the church since Marx's own lifetime. Don't think in my search for nuance I'm ignoring that fact. But nuance is needed, including an understanding for opponents of communism that capitalism has not fared well under the papal gaze since at least the 19th century. But I need to move on for today with the simple observation that While it is clear enough why the Vatican would not choose to include this early foray into politics in their bio for Americo Aguiar, it is also clear that Pope Francis does not consider it a non-starter. And for that matter, neither did Bishop of Porto Armindo López Coelho when he ordained Aguiar, a priest for his diocese, on July 8, 2001, less than five years after that municipal service ended. In fact, after a year of service as a parish priest, Bishop Coelho, made Father Aguiar notary of the diocese diocesan curia, basically one of his secretaries. From 2004 to 2006, in fact, Father Aguiar served as vicar general of the diocese, that bishop's right-hand man role we keep seeing. Not bad for a 31-year-old. Things seem to have quieted down after the retirement of his apparent patron, Bishop Coelho, in 2007. I had to dive into Portuguese language coverage to see what he was up to from then until he became director of the National Secretariat for Social Communications in 2016. It was communication stuff for the diocese, it turns out, so the national spot was in his wheelhouse. In 2019, he was made Auxiliary Bishop of Lisbon, which is not a diocese and not an archdiocese, but a full on Western Patriarchate, thanks to the legacy of the Portuguese Empire. What does the Auxiliary Bishop of a Patriarchate do? In Bishop Baguiar's case, more of what he had been doing, running Lisbon's communications department, plus a new wrinkle in that he was in charge of organizing the World Youth Day held in Lisbon this past summer. World Youth Day is a periodic mass gathering geared towards young folks, who the Church defines in this context as people under the age of 35. Now, in the past, I would have said young Catholics, rather than the more inclusive, young folks, but that's me trying to get into Bishop Aguiar's understanding of the spirit of the event. Because if you thought ties to socialism were the spiciest thing about this particular cardinal-elect, how about the following quote, a statement made literally the day after his elevation to cardinal was announced. Quote, We do not want to convert young people to Christ, or the Catholic Church, or anything like that, at all. End quote. These words have been a cause of serious concern for many of the faithful, myself included, who are pretty sure that the mission of the overall church is to do just that, so it's a bit weird or possibly disingenuous for the church to spend millions on drawing millions to World Youth Day to not have that goal at least somewhat in mind. Despite the pretty strong wording of that quote, Cardinal-elect Aguiar did attempt to walk back that statement in an interview with the pillar that I am linking in the show notes. Note that the W.Y.D. here stands for World Youth Day. Quote, I don't see W.Y.D. as an opportunity for active proselytism, as an event to try and convert everyone who happens to come along. I understand that, taken in isolation, the sentence could have caused some perplexity, Aguiar said, and it could be read the wrong way. End quote. In the end, when an auxiliary bishop is made a cardinal, just as the sitting bishop reaches retirement age, there's a fairly reasonable assumption that the new cardinal elect is going to become the new patriarch as well. In this case, however, that is apparently not the case. Whether Pope Francis changed his mind after the not wanting to convert comment, or whether it was his plan all along to set up a scenario that's unusual even by his standards, His Holiness actually elevated a different cleric entirely to the patriarchal post, keeping Bishop Aguiar in the auxiliary role, at least for now which leaves things in a very strange situation. According to canon law, the new patriarch should be named as a cardinal in the next consistory, and apparently already has the red hat worked into his ecclesiastical seal in anticipation of that. So, that'll be fun drama if Pope Francis doesn't follow through on that rule. And honestly, I think either he won't, since that would be three voting cardinals all tied to the same see at once, or he'll move Bishop Baguiar to some other post. Lastly, I do want to note that Cardinal-elect Aguiar is 49, definitely on the younger end for such an elevation. Like I mentioned before, I'll keep pointing out when anyone is made cardinal under the age of 50. He's going to be the second youngest cardinal in the current college, behind Cardinal Marengo, who just turned 49 a few months ago. In any event, once he is officially elevated on September 30th, Cardinal Aguiar will be eligible to vote in future conclaves until he turns 80 in 2053. That's enough for today. There's plenty more to discuss about the Cardinal-elect, and we may well get another longer format episode on him down the line, as this episode is part of Cardinal Numbers, our ongoing series where we discuss and eventually rate and rank all the Cardinals of the Catholic Church. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.